Here's a secret from Arm & Hammer for fresh-smelling cat litter. My name is Joanne. I have two kids, three cats, and I just tried Arm & Hammer Ultra Last Cat Litter, and it's been amazing. This litter is magic. It has just made my house smell cat-free. Ultralast has powerful odor destroyers, plus every granule is coated with baking soda to give you longer-lasting odor control, even if you miss a scoop. I'm definitely switching, and thanks to Arm & Hammer Ultralast, I can have my cats without the litter box smell. Switch today, be odor-free tomorrow. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's True Blood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's True Blood After Show. All right, now, tell me this. Bill, did he not just have, like, the best feasting in the history of True Blood? Oh, my God. One of the creepiest scenes I've ever seen on this show. Honestly, how they moved that woman's body was so freaky. I kind of want to know, like, how they did that. Like, was it filmed? It looked like it was almost filmed, like, in reverse. Or Mm -hmm. she was, like, a contortionist. And maybe we will find that out tonight with our very special guest. But before we get into that, let's just say Bing is for doing. And we are here doing another after show on AfterBuzz TV. This is True Blood, season six, episode two. The sun. Okay. The sun. The sun. sun. I'm your host, JC, and let's start across the table with our lovely guest, I mean, host <laughs> in green. It's the green. It throws me off. It's, oh, okay. I'll just wear green every week. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm Sarah Stratton. Hi, guys. Hey, and I'm Scott Moore. It's like Team S over here. Team S versus Team G J. I can't even spell my name today. Good the look. green's really wow, I know, green. Really? I'm not going to look over there, but... After Buzz TV Nation, we have a very special guest in studio tonight. We had her on last season, and somehow we convinced her to come back again. It took a lot. It did? Yeah. I'm sure it did, because you know what? Okay, we talked to your... I talked to your publicist, like, a few weeks ago, and she said, Oh, JC, you're going to want Jamie in this season, because her, her, her role is expansive. It's bigger this season. Went to the premiere. I see it in a 60-foot screen. <laughs> what do I see? Our sweet Jamie Gray Hyder... <laughs> And full display. <laughs> I did not know what to do. But I'll, and then when you came and asked me, how was it? And I was like, oh, 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 oh. I did. I came up to you at the premiere right after we had screened it. And, and I walked up and you were like, well, I, I, I didn't know that. What? Like, he's so thrilled. I did not know how to talk to her. So After Buzz TV Nation, let us make her feel welcome. Jamie Gray Hyder, thank you so much for coming in tonight. Thank you. Thank, yeah. you, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. And also running the ones and twos, the part-time model himself. I call you a part-time model because I love you, Stephen Lemieux. What's going on, Stephen? Part-time model. Part-time. Thank you, JC. <laughs> oh, very, very I part-time. I was saying he's a full-time model. Come on. Give him some credit here. <laughs> Maybe after this show, but we got to get it. We've got so much to talk about. we got to spend some time find out what's going on with Danielle, what's going on with I'll see Danielle and Ricky, mm-hmm. and good lord, girl. We're going to get into it in a minute, but first, <laughs> let's get into our favorite Billeth. Billeth. Not a vampire god. Confirmed. 
Yes. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought he was a god at first, and then when Lilith said he's not a god, I'm like, oh, okay. Because he could see the future. Don't God see the future? Or He's like second tier. Yeah, so I was going to say, he's just a, he's like little, a little lower level. but Exactly. In this hierarchy, you've got like humans, but humans are like trying to raise themselves up. And then you've got like supernaturals. And then you got Bill in his like limbo land, and then you've got mm-hmm. like God. That's my hierarchy in my mind. It's so it's hot right one. now. I had to take the jacket <laughs> off. <laughs> no, and oh, you know how rude of me. I didn't even ask. What did you guys think of tonight's episode? Well, that was oh, rude. That was rude of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. How <laughs> uh, dare you, Stephen? Mute me, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I actually. I I mean, we're gonna get right into it, but I was actually very surprised with the the whole intro and the fairy grandfather. Uh, that just totally threw me off. I hope to be a fairy grandfather one day myself. But. <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> but did that not throw you guys off a little bit there? I mean, come uh, on. I believe last week I was pretty sad. I was like, I that was, was Warlow. And I'm like, oh, Now I feel like, can we go back to last week's episode and just t- uh, like edit, delete that completely? Just like it never happened? Off. Yeah, I never said that. No. I totally I didn't say do. that either because I, I was completely thrown off did. by that. <laughs> I She's think like, everyone did. I think uh, there's not a person out there who wasn't 100% sure. Well, it's, it's rare for them to unveil the big baddie in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've done, you know, somewhat, but not like, I'm Warlow. So I, I thought about it. I, always after the show, you're like, why didn't I say this? Oh, my God, I should have said that, you know. Because we go on literally five minutes after we've seen the episode, so we've got all yeah, this. We don't have time to process it all. That's what yeah. that's a good. That's what I'm saying now. That was the whole reason why I didn't have time to process it. That's why we yes. said it. Yes, and that's so, why. Yeah. But overall, like, do you feel like tonight is just laying down the foundation of mm-hmm. the season, or are we seeing some progression? Are we seeing some of the layers pulled away with, let's say, Governor Burrell uh, and things like that, or are they still just setting the whole table for the rest of the? Only ten episodes this season, so yeah. they don't—they have to move quickly. They this do, season. Mm-hmm. or shall I say, you guys have to move move quickly this season. Yeah. We definitely have a lot to cover in a shorter period of time, but I also think just in general they really streamlined the plots this season. Mm-hmm. They kind of cut the fat a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's fewer but larger and more involved plot lines. And I think that's you know I think the fans are going to like that a lot more too because it's just easier to keep track of everything. Sort of yeah, because there's a lot going. Like we were just saying before we we came in here, there was a new faces this week. There's mm-hmm. just so much going on. Um, I actually really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I totally I really enjoyed did. it. I felt like it was really chock full of like material or things to think about. Like there's so much that they were kind of laying out the groundwork for the season, but they're adding all these new faces, but each person has something that I feel like they're propelled to do. Mm-hmm. Like it, they're mm-hmm. not just sitting stagnant. Like there's a definite action that's mm-hmm. coming their way. So that makes it exciting. And I I just left being like, oh my goodness. I feel like we saw like every character this week and we saw like a big thing with them. So that was exciting, and I thought they did it well. And I did too. Well. Did yeah. you see something? Because you didn't get to see the episode. You just mm-hmm. read. You read the script. Right? Yeah, you just... I've, I've read. I read it before today, but today was the first time watching it with you guys. See, so how, so how did it pan out from what you read to what you saw on screen? It's always. I mean, you have sort of an idea, obviously, just while mm-hmm. you're reading it, just naturally sort of occurs. But it's always, I mean, it's always better number one than you imagine it, and and I mean, all the actors are just so good on the show like, that you know when you have. Eric playing that guy going into the, <laughs> to Governor Burrell's office, you know, like that cracks me up. And um, I don't know, I think we're getting to see people in a little bit of a different light this season, which is really fun. That is, ex- yeah, because yeah. with Eric's performance, it reminded me even of last year with Sam when he was Luna. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when they when they get to get out of character and have, mm-hmm. a, I imagine as actors, you guys have a little more fun when you know, because Eric's always been the broody, you yes, know? and I'm, serious and kind of. Mm-hmm. You, know. you know what I'm thinking? Except where we had the whole season oh, yeah. of floozy Eric that was like. Hello, I'm a puppy dog, and I love you dearly. <laughs> I mean, he's he's had a lot of room to play as an actor. He really gets to you're right. pull around I'm with his kind of character. About, but but to, I thought today was really fun, mm-hmm. that, and it added a little bit of lightness to what I felt like last week was just very serious mm-hmm. with everything going on. I felt like there was a little more lightheartedness this week, which I really enjoyed. Because that's what makes the series great. Mm-hmm. It's with all the drama and the sex, yes. and there's also cute. There's the the campy, the cute, the mm-hmm. funny, and that's that's what I, I loved it from the first few seasons. And we, like you said, we mm-hmm. missed in the first episode, you know. So it's good to have that comedy back. Yeah. So let's dive into it. Let's just talk to, about Billy. Now. There's lots of info. There's lots of info with Philip, I feel like, right now. We're finally getting some answers. Mm-hmm. We've established that he's not a god. We've established that he has new powers. Mm-hmm. And that people, and he's going to be so powerful that people can worship him almost as a god. And one of them is this crazy feeding. The other one is he can see the future and sense other vampires, mm-hmm. which adds a lot. Um Yes, so how is he not a god? I mean, it's it, it, I, even though I know Lilith said he, you're not a god, but I mean, he sees the future. He feels pain. He feels all his vamps. I mean, I think she was implying that he sort of came from God, but is not God. So it's like he's being granted all these powers, basically, but he's not actually a god or God himself. Mm-hmm. He's just sort of there on Earth to do whatever okay. you know needs to be done. I feel like maybe and. And literally, my favorite part of the whole Billeth arc on tonight's episode was actually Jessica's monologue, her prayer to him mm-hmm. and to God, and how she would blend between Billeth and God mm-hmm. and Lilith, and I was like, which is which? And just, it was interesting to me because it's only the second episode, but to me it felt like that's almost like a monologue you have halfway through the mm-hmm. season where everyone's in peril. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen to the characters? And she's already see- saying it now. I, I know. I almost felt like it was like the end of the season kind yes. of thing where you're kind of looking because she's talking about every character, main character throughout. I was like, gosh, it almost felt like a wrap up of a, of a season finale when you're having that cliffhanger. It was so, That's how I felt. It was really interesting yeah, yeah. that you said that, too. So beautifully yeah. beautifully played by Deborah Ann Walton. Now, do you, do you ever get to interact? Have you had a chance no, to No, I haven't got interact? a chance to work with her. I think she's great, um, but I've never got a chance to work with her. We kind of stick to our own kind. You know, we briefly last season got to <laughs> got to interact, you know, with um, Steve Newlin and with Russell Edgington a little bit last season. But for the most part, you know, we're sticking with the wares. The wares? Okay. okay. Yeah, no, anything else that we got out of the, out of Bill, Billeth's arc besides feasting like Awesome. I mean, I thought that... <laughs> Learn I'm more gonna, about the feasting. I'm going to go back to Jessica, though, because it was beautiful. But as you guys said, it's something we would expect to see later. And to me, that's daunting. Like, that's scary. The fact that she's praying for them this soon just means that I think we're going to see them in a lot of danger. And I'm worried. It made me nervous. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking how beautiful it was, and I was like, why is she saying this? Why is this <laughs> happening? Why is she praying for everyone? Something horrible is going to happen. (laughs) And then the next moment we see them all being ablaze in Bill's vision. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, no. This And, of course, I'm going to skip a little bit off. And then Sookie has a secret power. And everyone has this magnitude of, I feel like this overbearing death is like hanging over everything. And so I was just like, ooh, scary. But it seems to me, you know, with that, the only thing that can, uh, I guess, surpass that is the the love and the merging of ideologies and the merging of every storyline you seem, it seems like everyone's coming to a front, to a head. You know, like, basically, the day walk, you know, the 
humans are going to help Lilith walk back into the light. Mm-hmm. And all, you know, it's just about bringing faith in together. And I hate we're going to spill into, like, the governor and whatnot. It seems like everyone's going to come to a point of understanding. That's what this, this season is going to be all about, about acceptance. Which is a, what? Yes, you're yes. smiling. I mean, you're like acceptance, and I'm like death. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna die, and I'm like, obviously, no, everyone can't die. But I'm like, I feel foreboding, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna be happy. <laughs> well, that's why we continue the conversation. Yes. This is why. This is what we all have these awesome opinions. And actually, if you guys are watching us live, a quick shout out to the chat roll. Hello, and if you're not watching us live, make sure to tune in on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, and better yet, go to our app. Go to AfterBuzzTV.com. It is really nifty. We've got a nifty. We've got a, like a live Twitter feed. It's super interactive, and we definitely take, ask you guys to take a look at it and let us know what you think. Okay. Yeah. Just had to get that out there. Back to the show. Back to the show. So, Back to our program. You know, I think you're both right, though. I think it's super foreboding and super mm-hmm. freaky, but I, and I think that they are all sort of uniting at the same time, like against the same cause, though. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of like dealing with the same trauma. So I think that while, you know, everything's kind of seemingly coming together, it's not necessarily in a cohesive way, more so just, like, there's a common enemy. Right, yeah. Which is, like, s- still super freaky, because yeah. you feel like everybody's got something to lose, and everybody's, you know, on the brink of of being killed or killing someone else. I mean, You're saying this like you know something. Like you're <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm seriously, I'm gonna glam you a little bit later on the show. <laughs> I, mean, I have it queued up. I wore my contacts. Yeah. Perfect. Speaking of contacts, <laughs> should we move Good in? Segue there. Yeah, I thank Jamie. Jamie's the one with the, seg- Jamie's the segue queen. Okay, Governor Burrell and Eric and everything that happened there. Okay, who didn't know that he... I knew he wasn't going to get glammed. See, Scott, Scott's agreeing Well, I, I Also, I just thought it was so easy for him to be able to walk in and have a meeting with the governor. I was like, wow, that was pretty impressive. He just was able to come up with a whole... Backstory and made an appointment. Well, he took came that other there. guy's appointment. He that, killed him and he took oh, his so he ill-fitting him. clothes. That's what I was wondering. Like, did he kill the guy or did he just know there was a guy there and he was able to just come in and take him? That was great. Yeah, because I loved his clothes. I love that he went in and he was able to do things. But I was like, there's no way that he's going to be able to glam him that easily. There's no way. It would sort of end the whole season. It would. There was no, <laughs> yeah. There was no point. There was no point for that to happen. So yeah. we should preface this also because. Going back to last week, Tara had been shot by the governor's mm-hmm. men, by the by the government and the governor's men, and when he pulled out that UV bullet with silver and UV, UV silver, yeah, bullet. okay, UV light. Wow. My question: This is this was tweeted to me by a fan. If it was that easy, I mean, could we have done away with most of the storyline of season five? Because all we needed was some terrorists bomb the True Blood factories. Mm-hmm. And the governor's, you know, angle for power, could have we have just done, done away with most of last season with the authority? I mean, in my opinion, for, like, the governor is this one man, and it kind of seemed like it was his, these are all his kind of genius inventions, and he now is the final platform for them. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have the initial power to take down the factories. The vampires kind of had to do that within themselves. Mm-hmm. And it was their abilities... And their supernatural powers that let them take down those factories. It was kind of like the governor was kind of like the secret genius who was just waiting for his time to pounce. And he's got that. But I don't think he had the ability to take down the factories on his own, especially if the vampires were defending them at Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. So he and you can't always just start if he had started a war against vampires, it would have just looked as terrorism. Now they had the threat. Yes. 
Yeah, you get so, everyone else on board yeah, first and, and, and then start doing it. Which he basically said when he was talking to Eric, when the whole thing didn't work out, he basically said, I have the right timing now to be able to do this whole whole war and everything. So, yeah, I mean... You seem concerned. Because I'm always questioning. I'm always looking at it from the other side. I'm like, yes, it's it's his grab for power, but is, yeah. there, is there even a bigger play? And I said this, and someone laughed at me earlier. Um, could he be Warlow? Could he... Some, I, I don't know. I'm just... I'm confused, and it's episode two, and I hate this. I just want the answers. Can you just tell us who the bad guy is? Not you, but I'm just saying the show in general. general. I know. Make it easy for us. I mean, I would totally not be surprised if True Blood like, made Warlow into some character we don't expect, mm-hmm. but I don't think it can be the governor because the fairy godfather said that he arrived in the last 24 hours, mm-hmm. and the governor's been there for a while. So just on, you know, factual basis, it can't be him. I'm sorry. You'll okay. live. No, It'll he has fun. his own. He has his own motivations. I think the governor has his own motivations separate from Warlow and everything else going on. Yeah, yeah. I do believe that. That's a different world. Mm-hmm. So you're staying way mu- too mum about this, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we saw the new characters that got introduced. You know, it could be. Yeah, there's so many. I feel like there's so many public enemies in this situation. Yeah. You know, but there was that creepy, gross guy on the bridge. Yep. In the hat with, with the, the hair. Beard. With the hair. Jamie, you know secrets. Tell us what you see. Who dies this season? <laughs> uh, it's the beer. Rats. Yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> I was trying to glamour you. <laughs> yeah, it didn't the glamouring didn't, I didn't see where you need no. bangs for mm-hmm. that. And I, yeah, I got the beard. Sorry. I really tried to be open to it. Really? She did. She, she did. I was going to say she looked like she was trying. <sighs> but we'll keep trying. Wow. We're going to get some. Maybe once we, we talk about the wolf pack coming up in a few minutes. But <laughs> let's also, you know, um, I'm trying to think with. With the governor and his daughter. Now, did anyone catch the daughter's name? Willa. Look. Wow. She did read the script. Uh, <laughs> no, but just to even remember it and be thinking, like, that's her name, you know, when she had walked in. That was good. I think that Willa offers so many opportunities of, like, what Eric could do. I think that there's obviously the layer that they, he could always kill her and use her as revenge or use her mm-hmm. as a hostage. But I think it would be a lot more creative if he kind of used her as, like, his person on the inside. And he obviously established that he can glamour her. So maybe if he convinces her to love vampires and to kind of infiltrate her dad's business, I think that would be really cool. Opposed to, you know, like, the standard, he could just use her against her father as, like, I have this collateral, daughter. yeah, and do kidnapping. You know, the normal. And, but mm-hmm. I'm excited. There's so many opportunities since they left us hanging, so... Who's to say that he has to convince her? And let me explain. There was a line with Willa and her dad. And he a- she asked him if she could go have some drinks with her friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if those same friends were the freedom fighters that went into Merlot. Hmm. Mm. I think that would be cool. That's because, an interesting yeah, observation there. Because, you know, like uh-huh. kids versus parents, they're yeah. all, you know, they're the next generation in mm-hmm. different ideologies mm-hmm. and... You know, the the father is very, he's a staunch traditionalist, mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot about, you know, bigotry, what's going on, yep. and her daughter could just be part of the free, freedom movement. I'm just saying. Devil's no, that's Advocate. A, that's, a good, that's a good observation, though. I do like that. Devil's Advocate. She was wearing a completely white nightgown with a nice cross on her neck. <laughs> She didn't well, she, really. But she was at home and she's trying to hope, you know. And she's like brushing her hair in the vanity. <laughs> it wasn't like my ideal, I'm a rebel <laughs> nightgown. But so, <laughs> were you expecting stirrups nightgown. or something? What's going on here? 
I'm just saying, perhaps because she wants she wants she wanted to go out, and Daddy said no. Mm-hmm. And that's going to create a rebel, like the like the rebels at Merlots. I'm okay. just saying. No, I like your observation, you could be right, no, and, and I, I could do be like wrong. I do like your observation. But I, I I was kind of getting from that line that she kind of had that tension with her dad, like a typical father daughter, like kind of. You know, so maybe she'd be open angst. to something. Yeah, the angst, angst. exactly, because mm-hmm. she kind of felt like, oh, dad, you know, that kind of feeling. So maybe she'd be open for it in that way because she was. So, and that was shot, of course, separately from you, from, from the wolf pack mm-hmm. and everything. So because I just want to get to the wolf pack. I want to find out about sh- shooting in probably frigid degrees and yes. not a lot of clothes. <laughs> well, should we just jump into that real quick? Let's, let's go. Let's <laughs> are you ready? Are you I'm ready? ready. <laughs> let's get into. OK, first off. It is great for you. Now, how does it be? Okay, when you started with True Blood, it was one line, right? It was That was your audition. My audition so, was one line. Yeah, tell wow. the fans. Can we hear the line? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> sure is a stubborn son of a bitch. There we go. That's how you Did get you, it. That That's it. it. Did you have to Nailed do that? It. was the line. <laughs> <laughs> that was it? So That was it. And I walked into a room. You know, most first calls are you and a camera and a, an assistant. And I walk in the room and there's 10 people sitting in the room. Alan Ball, the directors, the writers, well, no pressure. producers. <laughs> you know, I just walked in and was like, whoa, hey, everyone, what's going on? You know, and like, and I did my one line and I filled the before and after with as much context and stuff as I could. And I left and I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll get a call back. You know, I assumed a big show like this, they make you go through like round after yeah. round of approvals. And I got a call two hours later that I booked it. Wow, snaps. yeah. I was like, who snaps. snapped that? Wow. <laughs> so, okay, so. Nice. How has your life changed from that moment to today? I mean, it's just, it's been amazing to be able to walk into a room and have credits with HBO. You know, going into another mm-hmm. network and then being like, whoa, all right, well, if HBO trusts her, then we know we can. You HBO know? And, and a successful show. And, yes. I mean, that's, yeah, that's awesome. So it's opening many doors as well. For sure. I mean, especially, you know, last season, I was so thankful for everything that I did, but I was obviously more minor last season, and especially in the first two episodes this season, they really increased my role. So I was so excited just to be able to do more stuff, just to be more involved, and and I was just happy to be able to come back to the show, let alone to come back in a bigger capacity like I have. So I'm super excited about that. And since we are getting to see a lot more of Danielle this season, what can you tell us about it? Because from what I gather from Watch, I mean... Right before, I think you and I both crammed like season five, rewatched it last week mm-hmm. to pick up just what little nuggets. And what I've noticed with Danielle, it seems like she's quite the opportunist. Oh, for sure. She's always first. Like with she sided with JD. Yeah, she was she the first the to drink. The, yes. So what? I think you know. I think maybe you know Danielle came from a place where maybe she didn't have a good home life and just sort of never really belonged anywhere or had a lot of people around her. So now that she's got this pack, I think she's super insistent upon making her presence known and, and letting everyone know that she's there to do whatever needs to be done and she obviously just wants to to be in cahoots with whoever's in power so you know last season she was oh I think JD's gonna win I'm gonna be with JD I'm gonna okay. side with JD mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what it do what I'm, whatever it takes I'm gonna take V you know you're not supposed to do any of that but in the moment it's like well I need to let him know that I'm part of this pack sort of a thing and then this season you know Oh, I'll see it's a new Packmaster. Cool. Let me just go see what he needs. You know, like she just kind of like pops around, and you know, I think she just wants to be. Speaking part of, the pack. of making yeah. your mark, um, okay, we got to go there for at least <laughs> like a minute or two. How was this? Okay, when did you know that you were going to have to drop trowel for this season of True Blood? Um, it was in December. And when did you guys shoot? End of January. 
Oh, so it's okay. like warm in Louisiana. <laughs> Where'd you guys shoot? Was it Louisiana? Up in the valley. We up shoot in, oh, up in. We shoot up uh, just on these really cool like ranches and like all this land up in like Calabasas in that area. So we shot Oof. that scene. We did two nights for that first episode um, in thirty degree weather. Yeah, I was imagine. In the oh, middle of the night, out there in the valley in Oof. the winter, with no Oof. clothes <laughs> and trying to look sexy. You know, you're like, <laughs> and they're like, rolling action. And you're just holding it in the inside, <laughs> trying not to just convulse. It's, Did you have to do like a shot of True Blood tequila or something just to? I should have. You know, I was. I I knew that in order to be most comfortable in the scene, I had to be ready, like physically, like feel good about mm-hmm. my body and all that. So I had been doing a crazy healthy for a month in the two days, both the day before and the day of. You know, I just did juices. I didn't eat any solid food. I was a miserable person to be around. <laughs> um, you know, but I think a couple shots might have helped. Yeah, because... Yeah. And I have to ask this question, because I know a lot of women will ask this question. When there was some kissing involved with Ricky, Alsi, and yourself... <laughs> yes. yes, I remember this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was there, okay. Yeah. Instead of asking you who's the better kisser, because I'm sure they've asked you this, who had the softest hair, Ricky or Alsi? Because Alsi has oh. very pretty hair. He does have very pretty hair. Because <laughs> you guys were really... This is the thing is he thinks yeah. about. <laughs> well, he has quite the mane. He put that on the women, but I would like to say that that did not cross my mind, and I am a woman, so... I'm really glad that you care it's about okay. the hair, though. We've got great hair people. I, I, mean, I think yeah. it's great. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just trying to think outside the box, because they always... I'm sure, they, I'm sure they've asked mm-hmm. you, who's the better kisser, Ricky or... Well... Moving on. It was a trick. (laughs) Moving on. Okay, so how'd the family back at home take the scene? (laughs) That's gonna be my question. (laughs) No, I was exactly thinking that. I'm like, that had to been. I mean, and just for you to like intimidating to go out and set with a hundred people there and the 30 well, they're degree very good about they're very good about making it a close set so you know you have your skeleton crew there okay. and Steven directed that episode and knowing yeah. that Steven's been yeah. in that same situation you know there's somebody there who has been through it and is going to be considerate the entire time of your time and you being exposed and you know everybody is used to it on the show so they have a million ways to make you feel comfortable and yeah it was a skeleton crew and when I found out you know they gave me the scene and said is this something you're comfortable with let us know and I paced around my apartment for a few hours just kind of like oh I think it's a good thing is it too much it's a good thing it's too much no it's a really good thing it's my character that's what happens you know it's just that's just the nature of my character and I said yes called my dad I probably shouldn't have told him in December I should have waited till right before it aired so you didn't have to mm-hmm. think about it for six months but oh I called my dad and I said well dad remember when we talked about how crazy it'd be to have to be naked on TV or those awkward scenes I'm gonna have to do in the future well let's hear Oh. I'm going to have to do it. And I said, my hair is sort of maybe going to be, you know, I made it sound better than it was at the time. But it ended up, you know, looking beautiful and everything was really well shot. But my dad, you know, he laughed at first. He goes, <laughs> who's getting naked? <laughs> is it you? It's <laughs> like, yeah, dad. Um, so I got to do this scene and you're going to kind of see everything. So you can't watch the first episode, you know, and I, I really I knew that he would never, like, be okay with it, but we had a conversation a couple of days before it aired, you know, last week or so. We had a conversation that really was important to me because, you know, he said, you know, I'm never going to be okay with it. I'm never going to tell you, go do this if you ask my opinion. He said, but if you think this is what's right for your career and your character and you think it's going to be good for you in the future, he said, I support you. And if that's what you think you need to do, he said, I, I trust you and I support you. And I was like... 
oh, thank God. You know, I knew that he felt that way, mm-hmm. but just for him to say that so I'm not constantly worried. And he said prior to the episode that a million people were talking about it, you know, like, we can't wait to see it, we can't wait to see it. His coworkers all watched the oh. show, all this <laughs> stuff. He goes, everybody would oh. not shut up about the episode. And then it aired, he goes, and last week no one said a word to me. <laughs> I talked to him in the car today, and he said, he goes, you know, James, not a single person has said a word to you about the episode. He goes, it's too funny. Mom's saying that everyone's complimenting you to her, but they won't say a word about it to me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I already knew. I know about it. I'm all right with it. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was it was just funny because he was like, nobody said anything all week. And I know they all watched it. Oh, my God. <laughs> we talked about the scene a ton here and we loved it. Mm-hmm. And we thought it was great. And we were surprised. And we we're all about it last week. So good yes. to you. And it really Thank did your yes. character. So yes. nice yeah. job. Brave. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. And very supportive dad, by the way. Very supportive dad. I think Good that was a dad. very, very nice, well said. He could have made it a lot harder mm-hmm. for me. And even though he said the right me, thing. I, I know. I, I still don't know how you... I, I saw it at the Arclight Theater, and it was like a <laughs> 70-foot screen. And I'm like, how am I going to talk to her after this? Like, Great to talk to you. Okay. But moving on from that, so where can we see Danielle's character go from here? You know, and like on a more of a serious note, because I know you, we've we've hashed it up, and I'm sure you've talked to the whole world about this about what happened last week. But where do we go from here with with Danielle? You know, I think that it's going to be more of the same as far as she's just going to do whatever needs to be done for the pack. And in this case, the wolves are just scrambling to stick together. You've got, you know, like they said in this episode, actually, it's something that I've said in the past that they're starting with the vampires, but who's next? Mm-hmm. Who's mm-hmm. going to be targeted next? So, even though the wolves aren't necessarily being threatened actually in this moment by the government it's like you know that all right they're just going to move us to another super Mm -hmm. next so we're just doing whatever we can to keep our shit together we're trying to keep our Mm -hmm. our pack together we're trying to preserve not only all of our lives but our privacy with luna shifting on camp on national television you know we're we're shifters as well and so we're all at risk so i think that she's just going to do whatever needs to be done for the pack as far as helping protect not only herself but everyone else and um yeah, I, was I think. You, oh, go ahead, please. I was going to say, I think you can really see how intense they feel about that because of the fact that they're willing to go and get Luna's daughter. Like the fact that they're willing to go take this child, even though the child says like she wants to be with Sam. Like that's how important it is. That's how high stakes it is. Like they need everyone they have around them at all times, and I think that that's really coming through. That worry and that urgency that all the wolves have to like become this pack again, especially with like Alcide going back and becoming the real pack master and knowing that that's what he needs to be. So I think we I think that's definitely coming across. Just the fact the pack's kind of freaking out. Tensions are high for everyone. The stakes are just the the highest that they've been I think in the entire show. And we definitely were scrambling to make sure that, you know, we think it's our responsibility to take care of Emma because she's a wolf. You know, you're kind of seeing the overall show's conflict between human and super Mm -hmm. just in that where as a, as a werewolf, we think she's best suited with us. But then in a more human relationship, it seems that she should be with Sam out of, like, having, like, that father figure mm-hmm. and that connection to her mom. But, we, you know, we're werewolves. We know how to raise her. He can't show her how to be properly raised, and he certainly can't protect her. Especially you know, because as, the wolves have so many traditions. Like, mm-hmm. we've really learned that in the past two seasons, just, like, the little details that they have that have been passed down for generations, whether it be, like eating one of the other ones or just the order of Pac-Man's or how they determine who like takes over. There's a lot of 
systems within the wolves, and they always are like, well, the only way that the wolves survive is by staying together. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting. But I think it, to layer it even on, on top of it even more is Martha's always wanted Emma with her. Last season mm-hmm. as well, oh, yeah. because of the connection with Marcus and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, it, were you guys still high on the V when you get in this episode? Because I remember Alsi was high in the last episode, and because I, I noticed he seemed much more, you know, mm-hmm. Alsi's always been a very loyal, he does the right thing type of mm-hmm. you know, his, char- his character. But I, I noticed an aggression about him. I don't know if that was just me, maybe looking into it a bit too much. No, I, but I, I definitely noticed it. I think that they all seem very aggressive. Yeah. Ultra aggressive. Yeah, and it's not it's not V. I think mm-hmm. it is just the heightened circumstances. Okay. It's literally like we are not only protecting Emma to protect Emma, but we're protecting Emma to protect ourselves. You know, she is a werewolf as well. If someone catches her and, and takes her, that's also a huge problem for us. You know, and okay. And looking back to last episode, um, for like the first one, we kept hearing like power is uh, the biggest, like most powerful drug. Yeah, and we are going. I think we're going to see that. We talked about following Bill's story and his, mm-hmm. you know, experience with power. And we also have Alcide. So maybe that heightened aggression is, a key, like, a key that that might keep growing and that he might get more aggressive Yeah. instead of his normal, like, well, and, and also, I, I was thinking, too, with this whole, is it kind of an us-against-them mentality? Is it going to continue to build, you know, the wolves, everyone kind of out, out for their own to kind of protect their own kind? Is that something we're going to see more of, like, this season? And, you know, so it's sort of what you were saying. It's like they're going to try to be more powerful, and are they going to try to fight each other because they're trying to protect their own group? And there is that way know, more opportunity for that because each group is definitely getting more people. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. even with Suki and Lana mm-hmm. over there, you've got that group growing. Got That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, like an us versus them thing. It's just more and more kind of building those tensions and those stakes higher and higher. Little pods of people (laughs) everywhere. It's like high school. Everyone's clicking up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone's got their little clicks, and everyone's trying to protect their own kind here against this outside force. No. Seems to be coming in. I did have one question with the scene. The fact that that you showed up with All Seed and Martha, not Ricky. I, I don't know if you can get into that, but I, I, it just made mm-hmm. me wonder why didn't Ricky show up? And or actually, why she wasn't there, too. Right. Yeah, There yeah. were a lot of like tweets and things like that about that. Why is it Danielle mm-hmm. and not Ricky? And first of all, I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Right, right, right. right. Okay. <laughs> no, but... No, but I was curious about that, too. Um, I think that you'll understand that dynamic a little more as the season goes mm. on. Yeah, because uh, it almost feels like... Like, you know, like, when, let's say All Seed has Good Angel and maybe Naughty Angel. And, what, uh, you know, I, I know angels, werewolves, vampires, bears, <laughs> lions. But just Danielle, hmm, not judging. I'm just saying Danielle seems a little naughty. Seems she, oh, she, she is a troublemaker for sure. Oh, she yeah. comes in and wrecks shop this season. So I'm just saying, I know you can't get Naughty's good. Yes. Naughty can be good. All right, all right. <laughs> so it's more fun you for me, too, show right? <laughs> No, yes, full I have. <laughs> full of naughtiness. So, mm-hmm. so speaking of naughty, let's talk about fairies. <laughs> Horrible segue. <laughs> you want to talk about the fairy princess? Do we? <laughs> yes. We get all happy. Let's okay, we can talk about me now. <laughs> <laughs> you are wearing the pink. It will work. All right, let's let's get into now. Suki finding <clears throat> once again finding. A handsome stranger yeah. in distress. In distress. <laughs> Come on, girl. Really? I love it, but 
At least she acknowledges it that like this is ridiculous. Yeah. That was cute. Keeps happening. And how has she not gotten fired right? yet? <laughs> Come on, she wasn't even there. <laughs> she or, has. Which is bad. That's true. But how does she keep that's getting true. away with it now? It's like, come on. A lot of people have asked that, but you know that season five only took, like, supposedly in the timeline, was only like, well, you, you could probably answer this. I read somewhere that it was about five days, all of season five. Oh, wow, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, that, that's the time that has elapsed. So maybe she just missed a day or two of oh, work. Oh, wow. You, yeah, you do kind of forget about how we they condense time. We need someone to, like, look this up. And yes, figure this, we need to figure this out. Time the timeline of how it actually works. But that is a good point, though, because they do condense stuff there. Yeah, very. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So we learn that Sookie's a fairy princess. <laughs> that n- I'm calling him Nah because that's what I heard. And I'm like Nah, <laughs> so, Nah, Nah. So like the British pronounce Nile, <laughs> who I'm going to call Nah because that's what it sounds like. We find out that he's not Warlow and that he's a. What was it? Fairy grandfather. There we yeah. go. Fairy grandfather. That <laughs> I Jason think it was an just effing fairy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the thing was, is again, it was like Jason. First of all, so trusting. Got in the car in the first episode right away, and then you know, at the beginning of this episode, he just tells him he's his grandfather. He's like, oh, okay. Tell me a couple things that you know about my life. Oh, great. Okay, you're my grandfather. Like, also, very trusting again. Almost all of those things that he said could have been from like a random person. That's what I'm saying. One you, of the anyone else could have said yeah. that. He won, like, found a out. football game. Another yeah. one was that he had porn under his bed. Yeah, and good like, guess. Come on. I remember the so, third one, but I was literally like, He was very really? trusting again of him. I'm like, wait a minute. You're just letting this guy come around and that was your grandfather? What I'm if like, he was like, no, just kidding. <laughs> and <it> was like, <laughs> right. That's how I thought. I was like, wait a minute. He's way too trusting again. I mean, I get that he's not the smartest uh, tool in the toolbox there, but come on. But come on. I kind of felt like there was this, he might end up being the one to save Sookie. He, there was a little line in there that he was like, you failed your test, but you will. Oh. You have to be ready. That's right. <laughs> So you never know. It could be. It could all be Jason. Jason well, this is all going to rest on his shoulders at the end of the of the season here. Well, supposedly, all without powers. Yes. Uh, no, I know, right. But supposedly Niall, he's it's they got it pretty accurate to the books because I know they do take a little bit of liberties. Mm-hmm. But from a, a super fan, re- read all the books and he says they've done they've kept it pretty close to character of him in the books, hmm. and that he's just and Rutger Hauer, of course, is Rutger Hauer. Oh. How awesome! I, I, Fantastic, I, and I and I love the. Wardrobe stuff too. I like. I think the way he's dressed, the way he looks, like everything is is awesome. I love it. So is he the good guy? And so, what does it mean to this mysterious new Fey that Sookie ran into Ben? Mm-hmm. I think he's a bad. I think he's a bad fairy. Yep, I agree with you too. I think it was a little too good. Be true. I think that they're gonna have beautiful fairy babies. But he was and a tall drink of water. Or Niall's gonna ruin it and tell her that he's her cousin or something. Yeah, that's who I was gonna say. Or he's a family member. Oh, that was, that was, actually, that was the other thing when I was watching. I was like, no, he's no, be a family no, member. No, no, no. But no, no. I like the fact of him being possibly evil because it just felt again like he was too sweet and nice and perfect and handsome. And I'm like, okay, come on, this is no. He's one of Warlow's minions. You guys have horrible... Warlow's Warlow's been trapped in another dimension for forever. He doesn't have minions. And this guy's good. He's powerful. I'm going to defend You are clouded by your loins. There's no better place to find minions than in a dark realm. They're all desperate to get out. Listen to her. She's on the show. She knows. She's on the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my I money... Completely I completely just made that up. I have no idea. That is no I'm taking the both tax, though, that I'm sorry to disagree with you because I think he's a tall drink of water to you, but I think there is something there. He's either evil or he's family-related or maybe he's both. Like, it's true, but of course there. there's got to be something Yeah, there. there's something else there because he was, it was just... Way, it was just... Nah, no way. But on the other It's not going to be that good for her. But she has secret powers now. Yes, but she can only use it once, though. The supernova can only be used once. 
What if someone like comes up from behind her and she's like, I know, right? Oh, and, she's, and then she's like, right, I accidentally used it. Now I'm done. Yeah. Now I'm just a normal human. Jamie, you're out of line already. You could have just fine. So what is this all going to mean? How is it all going to tie in? Is it too early? Are we just running around in the dark right now? How are we going to tie this in with Niall, with Billeth? What is the connection? Sookie is going to use her super yep. power. Then she's going to marry Ben. And then they're going to have fairy babies. <laughs> and then through her marrying Ben, she's going to get her fairiness back. <laughs> And he'll be the fairy prince. I don't know you anymore. Uh, it will all end happy. All right, all right. Well, and quickly, we bef- I know there we got to move along. We do also have to bring up the fact of Terry and yes. Arlene and the mysterious, and well, not mysterious, the entrance of Patrick's wife looking yeah. for, mm-hmm. for her honey. And, of course, Terry, once again, had the ch- he had to cover up again. And he's had to cover up over and over in his life. And I wonder if this is in the end because I, I know someone's going to die. I know we're, we're, there's a death coming oh, up yeah. this season. I know you can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I but. don't have any of those scripts anyway. I really don't. Okay. I have no idea who or how. So, I don't actually know. So what are the fact of maybe it, we losing Terry? Because supposedly it's someone that's very close, that the community loves. Hmm. And Terry escaped death last year. Mm-hmm. And once again, he has to cover up his crimes from the past. And there's always a price to pay. And I, I don't re- want Arlene to be sad. I'm saying it's one, of the, it's, one of the, it's one of the two of them. I th- that, that, that's just my feeling. Hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, is I'm that not it? Willing, I'm not willing to put that out in the universe yet. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's yeah. scary. No. So what do we think about Arlene's cover-up? Because I, in the books, I've heard that she actually turns somewhat baddish. In the books. She kind of already has. Like, yeah. I feel like where, where Terry has hesitated in the past, like, she's come in. Yeah. She's like, when, when they killed Patrick, like, she kind of, like, balls up at, at random times, you she know? Does. She kind of, she does have that, that dark side to her. Okay. Well, sure. she's been through and, But she's so been through a much. lot. Mm-hmm. So. She kind of, I think at this point, she's willing, or she's realized, like, the speech that she gave, um, what's his, her name? Ter- the wife. Um, Pregnant lady. Uh, Patrick's yeah. wife. Oh, yeah. Patrick's wife. Like, I felt <laughs> I like that name. was a speech she gave herself. Mm-hmm. That she had to be the one who was strong, and she knew all this this shit world sandwich, whatever happened to her. <laughs> but that speech, I felt like, was Arlene's thought process. So I don't think it's bad. I think it's just she has no other options that she's found. And I think you see her get frustrated. She's always the one. She's, like, running Merlots. And she's dealing with all this stuff. So she's kind of... I feel like when we first met Arlene, she was kind of in Renee's shadow. And then after that, she's grown, and she takes charge of the situations. And she's always been a fiery redhead, but now she, like, really like steps she's it up there. It. And, like, even with, when she was dealing with Andy and telling him to be a dad, like, that was Arlene that stepped up and was like, you have to buckle down and do this. She's kind of being the support for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. she is not bad. Okay, uh- I'm defending the goodness of the She has a good side. She has a bad side. Like, you know. Just going with what the books were saying. So I don't know how I felt about her covering that up. But I guess maybe at the time that was the best way to protect Terry. You think it matters if his wife thinks he left left her? I think for her, she, you know, she probably felt as the fellow would be easier for her to let him go than if she knew, you know, he was killed and she's pregnant or he's dead, you know. Do we think it's the end of her, though? No. no, I don't think there's there's Mm-mm. there's price there is a price to be paid, and we talked about it last yes, week. We did that Terry said that there are still some ramifications mm-hmm. from Patrick's death. I don't know. Maybe this is it. 
I, you know, maybe he was alluding to that in the interview. You know, Todd Lowe was talking about it in an interview last week. So I don't know. We don't know. And that's what I hate about episode yeah. two. I wish it was yeah, episode I nine. I don't think so, though. I, do, I, do. I think there's more to There's that. definitely more to definitely. that. Okay, yeah. so now sum- summarizing the, the whole episode. So left us, of course, with more questions than answers. <laughs> Did we miss? I'm trying to think if we missed anything. Because I know we go right on right after the episode airs. And I know. Well, and, there's, I, and there was so much that was going on in this episode. So many different plot lines here. And so many new characters that we were talking about introduced. So there's oh, a lot. we do have the new uh, L.A. crowd. Mm-hmm. Yes. The new I love LA. the international crowd, oh, yeah, the as, as Arlene said. <laughs> the international <laughs> crowd. One's from LA, one's from like Vermont. Vermont. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? So, the North and the West in there. Like Northwest. A new young group of people. Like pretty. <laughs> it'll be interesting. But I was on Sam's side when he was talking to that girl, being like, you have no idea oh, what, it's, sure. what it's like being a shifter or whatever. I was like, no, she doesn't. When she described her grandparents, in my head, I was still like, but it's still not you. And you it's, still it, yes. didn't go mm-hmm. through it. It wasn't you, you personally. You still don't know how exactly it feels. I'm sure you can empathize, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. So no. don't say you do. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell them, like, turn around and leave. Like, you don't want to be in this town. Like, just yeah. generally. You yeah, know, just, you want to just tell them all, like, yeah. just, just don't even bother. <laughs> just go. You're, just, nothing's good going to come out of but this. I felt like, like they nothing had, ever happens. They have their own ulterior motive, too. So that's how I felt when I, I wasn't quite, like, trusting them at all. I felt you, like they, were, they had something yeah. going on there that just wasn't all on the up and up. Since they were watching the fights, you know, with, was it with, with the werewolves? I mean, with mm-hmm. the wolves and with Sam and Lala? Mm-hmm. They were there as well. Yeah. So what do they know? What Do you think they could be working for the governor? It looked like they were filming it. They were. Yes. Yeah, yeah like they spying. were filming it. Yeah. Now that's what I'm saying. They're, they're definitely up to no good there, too. I don't always trust them. I don't know why he let her, like, why Sam let her come right back in the back office right away. I was like, what? what? Why even bother? Especially when he should leave. be, like, in a heightened state. Yeah. Like, there's a That's random stranger who walks in the bar. No one's ever seen in the town before. Let me take you into my office. Sure, let's talk, uh, you know, my office. Like, no, no, people. Come on. <laughs> so maybe the, all of you. Maybe <laughs> the theme of this episode, maybe for every character, even if this is a word, over-trusting. Yes. They're too trusting. Everyone's trust. you know, Warlow. I mean, not Warlow, um... Grand, grand, granddaddy Nyal, <laughs> um, the cute fae on the on the on, on the grass. You know, the they, daughter of the governor. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, well, she's glamoured, but whatever. We gotta wisen <laughs> them up for Dude. sure. So, oh come on, people. I know, I know. We got we gotta end up. We gotta wrap up a little bit here. So overall, a lot of stuff that we had to dig, and and we didn't even get a chance to get into the social into the depth of the social commentary of this new group that's trying to coerce Sam to come out. And my favorite line in the whole episode two of course Marlene what you, know, was, the, you know when she was talking about do you have anything organic here she's asking Arlene and Arlene basically says organic here means you play the fancy piano at church <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. favorite line so good agreed well before we get on to some news and gossip I do want to take a moment and talk about a quick true blood trivia a game that we're playing all season and I'm going to have actually Jamie reveal the winner of our game well okay uh-huh. what we did what we did last week oh, and is, the answer too please I'd yes. love to know the answer okay we're gonna I be playing okay well we're gonna, we're gonna ask you're gonna play with us then <laughs> <laughs> okay every week we're gonna mostly every week we're gonna ask questions some true blood trivia and we ask you guys to go to iTunes AfterBuzzTV.com or YouTube with your answer and last week's question was there was an interview with Alexander Skarsgård on the red carpet for the premiere 
and they asked Alex, what was it, you know, what's so good about these premiere parties and whatnot? He said, well, we've been working for six seasons on this show, and not everyone gets to interact with everyone during the season. So it's great to see them. Like, as a matter of fact, Sam and I have only had one, se- one scene together in all six seasons. So I, we asked the fans, what was that one scene? Oh, well, oh Jamie's going to have to think about this. He puts this. you on the spot, know, and you're right? like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a lot of fans. We had tons of fans like send us their answers. So we'll let you think about Do you want to know the answer? Answer time. Answer, yes, answer. Okay. I want to know the answer. No? Everything's with Sucky. It's about okay, Sucky. Yeah, I was starting somewhere easier, right? I was just getting into it. <laughs> okay. Same point for me. I said Sucky's name. The answer was point. in season two. It was when Sam went to visit Eric at Fantasia, and he needed help for the main ad. There were li- mm. little, the little uh. kids were there, and, and um, Eric said, oh, you know, like little mini-me's. I don't, I don't remember the full line, but... Little humans or something. Thank you. <laughs> the petite humans. He's like, oh, and the little humans or something. <laughs> and that that's... A, I don't know what I The like. only scene the two have been in together the whole series. That's crazy. That and crazy. We, had, we had some answers, so we're going to have you draw a name from the hat. And this person is pick going well. to... Pick well. I've got two. Bum, bum. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> and that one gets set I know, right? Oh, I, won't, I won't say. But they'll never say. know who it was. <laughs> so you know you got second place. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And our winner for the first True Blood trivia is... Uh-oh. Glamoured69. Ooh. Glamoured 69 is our winner of week one. Now, the winner, what they will receive, what we're going to do is we're going to put your name, you're going to qualify for the grand prize. And what we have is a poster. We're going to have each one of our, our guest stars come in and sign the poster. So at the end of the season, one name of the weekly winners is going to win the poster with everyone's signature on it. So congratulations, oh Glamour something. Glamour 69. 69. Thank you for playing. Going in the drawing. Going yeah. in the drawing. Okay, so now quickly for this week's trivia. I do have one. Because next week we actually have, as a guest coming in, we have Janine Gavankar, who plays Luna. She'll be coming in next week. So Janine just, always comes in the week after me. <laughs> we always Eerie. are back to back. <laughs> There's some, that could have been trivia. Mm-hmm. Rats! Yeah. <laughs> Rats! Okay, the, the trivia question is, send us, what is the title of, because Jan, Janina's also a musician, and so mm-hmm. are some of the people sitting next to me as well. So is the person next to me. I believe she sings as well, but we'll get into that next time you come in. But no, Janina just put out a, a, a CD a, a few months ago. Can you give us the title of the CD? Bum, bum, bum. Yes, that should be really easy. <laughs> That's so an th- easy one. Yeah, that is an easy one. Oh, do you want me to make it harder? Okay, thank you for asking. For double the Sorry. points, we will give you two entries. If you can answer this, every season when a character dies during their table reads, there tends to be a ritual that the cast does when someone passes away. Like when Russell passed, they had a special ritual when the cast member dies. Name that ritual. Name the ritual. Right. I don't even know that. Ah, so <laughs> that's a good one. Out. So trivia. Mm-hmm. That might be a good thing not to know. <laughs> right. So, so enough with trivia. Point. We've run way over, guys. We got to do some quick newsy, gossipy stuff. After Buzz TV News. Okay, well, I'll just throw one thing at you guys. 
So, coming up July 26th and 28th at the Hollywood Bowl, our favorite Mr. Bill Compton is going to be playing another Bill. He's going to be playing Billy Flynn in Chicago. So, it's just, it's at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, also playing is Samantha Barks, who is in Les Mis, and she's going to be Velma Kelly. Uh, Lucy Lawless is being Mama Morton, and it's being directed by Brooke Shields. So, oh, wow. if you're in LA, Interesting. Hollywood Casting Bowl, crew. Chicago. Not in Chicago, the musical Chicago. (laughs) And it's running July 26th through 28th. Ooh, definitely go there. And we know. I I don't think you. Will you be able to go? Because aren't you going to the East Coast? Yes, I'll be in New York all of July. And you have like a theater background, correct? I do. So I know we couldn't really get into the fact that you were like this like ADD kid. That (laughs) I I read up on you, girl. Trying to embarrass you. If he hasn't done that enough, I've only blushed twice so far. It's fine. (laughs) We'll work on it for next time for sure. We'll get to three next time. (laughs) But quickly, so actually, what do you got going on after this? So you're going to New York and just I'm going to New York. I'm just gonna try and you know audition and do some stuff out there. Possibly, and just kind of check out a different side of the industry. And I've got a lot of press to do and a bunch of friends out there, so it's going to kind of be a mix of work and pleasure. Excellent. So, New York, July sounds fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, sounds we'll, hot. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get you back when you get back from New York. We'd love <laughs> yes. to have you back for sure. So, that leaves us with predictions. Dun, dun, dun. What are we going to predict? Well, there's a super moon tonight, so the wolves are coming out, right? Yes, the wolves are coming out to play. I should have said this is our super moon episode of True Blood mm. After Birth. And we've got a werewolf! Yes! Yeah. <laughs> the army. That's why we got a little crazy on the episode tonight. Yeah. Okay, quickly before Steven hangs us all, what's going to happen? What do we see happening? Uh, Not all at the same time. Uh, like, uh, um, well. I'm dumbfounded. Um, <laughs> Bill dies eventually. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that. You still think Bill's going to die? Oh, wow. I do. I think he's going to die eventually. I think that Billeth is a warm-up to mm-hmm. us losing him. Yeah. And I'm just going to... Wow. We're becoming emotionally detached now, and then... Yeah. And I really want to know... I just... Maybe it's me being silly, but I really want confirmation of Luna's death. It's oh. hanging in the air she's over not, my head. It's not. That, I'll say that's a prediction. She's not really dead. All right, that's your pretty okay. Mm-hmm. And Jamie, what can you kind of tell us in a roundabout, vague way about next week? Sure, why not? I don't know. I, don't even... I want to. <laughs> She's know. on the show and she can't even tell us. It's awesome. I know. Well, I mean, I know sort of what happens, but that was like six months ago. Give her so, a little. You it's know. true. It was, it was six months ago. Come on. So, so it's a little vague. So okay. So actually, with that said, why don't we just. Fans, if they want to tweet you to find out what happens in the future, mm-hmm. where can they tweet you? Where can they follow you? They can follow me at JG Hyder, H Y D E R. And once again, a wonderful round of applause for Jamie yes. Gray Hyder. Thank you for blessing the Afro Studios you. again. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And Scott, where can they find you, buddy? Uh, find me on Twitter, Sman80, that's S M A N 80, and here on Monday nights with the Defiance After Show. And the lovely Sarah. You can't find me anywhere. You can't find me at After Buzz. Um, this is where I exist. She has this no social home. media. This is it. I, I respect that. So, I do too. I wish it's I could scary. do that. I'm scared. So if you I'm want to get a hold of Sarah, you have to go through us. <laughs> and Steven, thank you so much for being with us. Where yes. can they find you, buddy? You can find me here waiting for you guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Great show, guys. Oh. Great show. All right. And you can find me at JC Rubio TV. So for Jamie, Scott, Sarah, Steven, we are the After Buzz After Show for True Blood. We'll see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After Buzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the After Buzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.